don't buy the idea that, you know, the society the way it is right now, it has to be this way. Welcome to Rewrite the Rules with your host, Alex Starr. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. It's time to live life on your own terms. What do you really want? Hey, everybody, and thanks so much for tuning in to a fresh episode of Rewrite the Rules. Uh, it's a little, getting a little late over here, so I apologize if my voice sounds sleepy. Um, I want to introduce you to my homie, Zach Horvath, this episode who is the founder of Live a Great Story, which is this really badass grassroots movement um, and media company that's taking over Austin and San Diego. He does all these covert like night missions, putting up these giant stickers and uh, paintings all up over the cities uh, that say Live a Great Story and is all about basically what this podcast about is about creating the story that you want to live um, and you know, hopefully helping people along the way as well. Um, so he's a really cool guy and I'm stoked for you guys to hear him on the podcast. I also wanted to give a shout out to my first little sponsor for the show, um, from Panda Planners. And I've actually been using them for about two months now, um, as a great way to kind of prioritize my day and write down things I'm grateful for and write down what went well at the end of the day and just kind of, um, you know, get all those goals tracked. Um, and I was using them for a couple months and I just sent them an email and said, Hey, I would love to give your product to my listeners um, and mention you because I think what you're doing is really cool. Um, so they sent me a big old box <laughs> of the planners. Um, and so, you know, I would never mention something unless I'm using it and I think it's really, really helpful. So anyway, um, I have a box and for this episode, the first 10 people that go and leave me a review on iTunes, um, I will randomly select five of you and I will send out a planner to you uh, with a little note from me, which I don't know if that's special, but I'll make it feel like it's special. Maybe I'll get a cool card or something with turtles or unicorns on it or something. Who knows? Um, so you got a 50-50 shot if you get over there in the first 10 to leave me a review on iTunes. You can do it on your phone, do it on your computer. Um, just go to the podcast app and leave a review or go to your iTunes program and leave a review for people that get on these weird things that we call computers that cannot fit in your pocket. So without further ado, please welcome to Rewrite the Rules, Mr. Zach Horvath. Here with my man, Zach. Go ahead, Zach. Give him that sultry voice. Oh, we here. We, we really out here. It is fucking nice out today, dude. It is fucking nice out. That Zilker is for Park. sure. Zilker, Austin, Texas. Probably about 79 degrees. Feeling real good out We're here. We're under this oak tree. This is a good spot, right? This is an awesome spot. How good was my decision to come here? Epic decision. Perfect, right? So good. Something about it, man. Something about it. And your second podcast of the day. Second, number think, two. Do you think you're going to get tired talking about... Never. Great story. Never tired of talking about it. Never always, tired. always new, new things come up. Every conversation is different. Go different routes. It's all, it's all good. Cool. Well, look, I want to get into the, what you're doing, but I also want to continue talking about what we were just talking about, because you mentioned that you want to find a way to get people to talk differently, ask different questions. 
go talk about that again. We were just having this discussion right before the podcast started, guys. People listening, we're gonna get to Liver Great Story and what Zach is creating, but I want to talk about this first. So, I've been thinking about this for a little while now, um, and trying to figure out how to really voice it or or kind of understand it or even share the idea. But the basic general idea is that you know we all we have a lot of conversations with people, and you know oftentimes we get stuck in this ritual of how we talk about ourselves and like where we're doing and our job and where we are in our life and and all these things and it can especially if you're meeting a lot of people or building something or growing an idea or you know doing something creative we always you know people are are more curious than if you're like sitting at a desk job right so we get in this oh you're you know you're a business builder like you're growing a business or a business owner like what do you do and then cue this um, loop that we talk about all the time. And so I think the thing that I was thinking about doing is like, how can we, even though that's special for someone to hear and is important for us to tell someone new that has no idea, there's also that, that monotony for the speaker. And, and that goes both ways in the conversation. So if you're being monotonous and like the same and like repeating yourself, a, a a loop of a feedback loop that you've had, then that other person will most likely have that same feedback that they're looping for themselves. And so how can you mutually agree to like, okay, cool. Like here's the baseline of what you just told me, but you've told this to a thousand people in the last like 24 hours. How can we take that and go a different route? And I think that's the a start at explaining it. You just brought up so many points. Number one, it gets to the point where you also like, okay, so you know when you meet somebody new at a party and they ask you, oh, what have you been up to or what are you doing? And you have like a thousand things that maybe you're improving this part of your life or you're improving that. And then you kind of always have to decide if, is it worth like showing like that part of yourself to someone you just met? Like what is really the point if it's just going to be two minutes, right? And are you almost like, I feel like a lot of times you lose a part of yourself by if someone says, oh, what have you been up to? And it's like, well, shit, man, I've been really struggling with like, this breakup or like the shit with my family or, um, you know, my job or whatever. It's like, is it really worth putting yourself out on the table in every conversation? But then sometimes it is right. So it's this constant evaluation of the situation of like, am I giving myself away in this, in this dynamic or is it actually going to benefit me by expressing that and not just going, how are you? I'm pretty good. Thanks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're going to run yourself dry a lot of times. It gets yeah. Very, yeah. You can't be vulnerable all the time, but then how do you know when to be vulnerable? And yeah, if you're at a party, you're like, yeah, what's up, man? I've been, oh, yeah, I've been hanging out in Austin for a little bit, yeah, you know, yeah. like I live in San Diego now and, you know, I'm, I'm running this thing called Live a Great Story and yeah, it's going pretty well. You know, that's like a very basic conversation, but if you're like hanging out, like sitting around a campfire talking, then, you know, it's like how can you take that basic premise and like dive deeper? So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting evolving idea well, that it, it is very strange. And it's very strange how we, um, the whole situation of like talking to people and meeting somebody and being on like somewhat of a more just surface level thing is I think sometimes I think that's bad sometimes, but then other times it's useful for certain situations. But it is crazy how much is beneath the surface and how difficult it is sometimes to like get there yourself. Then a lot of times you don't even know how to portray what you're feeling to other people. 
<laughs> it's just like yeah. Conversation gets very yeah. It's very complicated when you have this idea. Like you know, when you say the same thing over and over again, you get pretty good at saying it. But then when you try to say something different, then it's like you actually have to think about it and form new thoughts and you know craft these new pathways. <laughs> and it's hard. Plus, dude, like sometimes you find yourself. I don't know if this happens to you, man, but sometimes. I have the script like you were talking about of like, hey, Zach, who are you, man? Well, <clears throat> I am Zach Horvath. I run Livergrade Story. I'm currently residing in San Diego from Austin, right? And you just like spew out the program script, right? Hello, yes, I'm Alex Starr. Yes, I was a wildland firefighter, traveled. Now I moved to Austin to pursue blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And it becomes this like six months down the line, you find yourself still repeating the script from six months ago. And you're like, wait, fuck, I need to like update that program. So here's, here's <laughs> actually, that's a really good point. So this is something that is in the works on the backside of Livergate Story and exactly that new program, right? That script. Um, so what we're going to do is something called Snapshot Me That Story, right? Snapshot. Snapshot. Okay. Snapshot Me That Story. Maybe, maybe that's what it's called. But basically, we're going to take that script that you have right now that's very specific to where you are right now that's probably very different so you're just moved here um looking for a job might be finding a job getting to know austin but six months from now your story is going to be very different right so what we're going to start doing with live is what is that snapshot right now so basically what we're talking about that loop that you tell everybody what is that right now in your life you know and mm-hmm. in a couple of paragraphs 400 words you know like your your elevator pitch for your snapshot of your life right here, right now. And then ideally what we're going to do is compile a bunch of those and share them, but then encourage people to snapshot right now and then snapshot in six months and see where it's different so you can actually evaluate where you were and where you are now. Because we have a very fluid life that things change, but we don't close and open chapters or um, things like that. So we want to actually encourage people to like, here's your snapshot of may 2017 but in december 2017 your snapshot ideally should look different maybe not it shouldn't or i don't know if it should but it 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 will probably be different than where it is now or parts of it at least okay you just brought up something very interesting because um the stories that we tell ourselves is your thing is live a great story right and you are give a brief description give your give your uh (laughs) give the elevator pitch cue um, the, give me the 30 second rundown or give all the listeners a 30 second rundown of live a great story which is all over austin by the way i first heard about it because you see it plastered all over the fucking place on bridges and stuff anyone that comes to austin you will see it it is zach he's the man behind it look it up it's awesome go ahead give us the 30 second speech that you're going to change in a month <laughs> this actually stays the same i think for the most part it's, it's changed very well, we're often change it now. we're gonna work, we're, we're gonna work on it uh so live a great story is basically a brand that's all about spreading inspiration so the baseline of it is that we're all on our own path doing our own thing and um as long as we're actively pursuing our own journey and learning and growing and and being conscious and taking control of our story then that inspires people to do the same and also attracts people who are on that same path. So as a brand, we really just want to encourage and inspire people to keep moving forward in their own story and to take ownership of that. And we really do that through uh, media, products, and events and experiences. So um, we tell stories about people, share experiences, words, pictures, video, to um, just kind of talk about other people's stories so you can take bits and pieces of other people's journeys. And then we have what we call reminder products, which are just 
hats, shirts, flags, stickers, buttons, like all these different things for either you to remind yourself or for you to put in a place that remind others. And, uh, and then we also bring together people in real life so we can take what we do online in the digital space and bring people together in a room so that we can spread inspiration through high fives and hugs. <laughs> yeah, you're a hugger too, huh? Yeah, and I went to that event in Austin. It was good. What's the core reason why you're doing it? We each can make an impact and we each do make an impact and we all have ownership of our story and like we can take control of it. And as a brand, we just want to inspire people to do that and and know that they can do that. And it's not that your story's bad or your story's good or this is a better one or worse. It's just, you know, you you are here for a reason that you kind of create and you have that. And when you do that, and you focus on how that impacts other people, then that has a rippling effect. So we ideally just want to inspire people to like be the best them, and then that impacts the people around them and their circles, and it ripples out from there. When did you decide that you needed to do this? What made you decide that you wanted to do it? That idea, which I you know you just said, give it that speech that's going to change in a month um that and what we do now and what we've been doing for that's that speech is about a six month old thing and it took two years to two years two and a half years to figure out to that point so for a long time it live a great story it impacted people that that those simple words through stickers through street art through apparel through just the idea of it yeah it spread and had an impact but there, we didn't know what to do, how to build like a brand or a business around it. And so it took a long time of trial and error and, mm. you know, just figuring things out and stepping forward consistently to get to that point. Um, so it's been a while. And, and, and I think the thing that makes me want to do that and the reason that we do that is because it's needed and people, the response that we get from people is so encouraging and it ha- is so impactful that the people that see the stickers around Austin or San Diego or New Orleans or Memphis or wherever, um, that it, it, it moves people f- in a better direction just a little bit. And that little bit multiplied is where the big impact happens. And so... Um, that's kind of why we do what we do is it should just like have that impact and, and just, Hey man, keep going, keep doing it, keep making it happen. You got this girl, like you're going to do great. And it's just that little bit of a boost that is a course correction that down the road ends up being a major one. You know, they say that, um, you know, like an angle, right? If you go even a slightly like a degree off for a while, it's very similar, but way down it's a very different trajectory than the beginning the metaphor i love the metaphor of uh, if a boat leaves the you know mediterranean to come to new york and it's off by one degree at the beginning you're going to see it. it's going to be heading towards new york it's going to end up in miami just yeah. one degree off and you go across three thousand miles you end up in miami instead of la and uh, the thing is not you're not gonna end up in la <laughs> That'd be hard. Yeah. Columbus tried, but he didn't. Yeah. He didn't quite make it happen. Um, there's also the the similar metaphor is that rocket ships are never on course; they're always course correcting. I just I just read that in a book. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like there, you can't where you start is 
there's always influences that impact that. Yeah, dude, and that's a that's a tough one to get over because I I find myself making plans or making goals and setting up like a whole okay, I want to get to there and I need to do this 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 and this. Perfect. Next 6 months are plotted out. I just follow this map. Perfect. Dude, and like a month later, it's something's not working and I'm like, "No, I got to stick to this plan cuz I made it. I made it a month ago and like I had it good then." And then, like, then three months down the line, I'm not even doing it anymore because it never worked. And I was, like, trying to follow my plan from four months ago because I never corrected it. Yeah. I kept it the same, thinking it would work the whole time. Yeah. Right. So, that for that reason, I stopped making plans, like, a long time ago. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, day-to-day I stopped, plans? I stopped You showed up for setting time on clock. Three, 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 three People clock are important. People are important. <laughs> but, like, hard goals and um, planning and, and, like, action steps and things like that. Uh, I read, I think it was Joshua Milburn from The Minimalist talked about how he stopped making goals because when you stick to that rigid structure, there's both sides of the coin. But his his idea was that if you stick to that rigid structure, you're eliminating other options that could arise. So if you're like, I have to read 50 pages a day, for example, like if that's your goal, like what if what if you wanted to read more or like, you know, what if reading that wasn't the best way to do it? Or, or what all if these... you read less and then you get mad at yourself for not reading the 50? Yeah, exactly. Right? you just pissed, you'd have that negative self-talk. It's like, you said you were going to work out today. Yeah. And you didn't because you went and hung out with your friends instead. Exactly. And it's like, but you might have, you didn't, like, the, hanging out with your friends could have been a very positive experience. Or exactly. With your family, whatever. And I, and so, this is funny because I was actually... This, this happened in about in right before I went to go travel. So it was like 2011, 2012. I was working at Lululemon, and they have like this really strict structure, and they want you to like fit into Lululemon. their mold. Lululemon. They want you to fit into their yoga pants. Is what they want. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, especially here in Austin, or, Texas. Or you just want to watch the girls fit into their yoga pants. Hey, we were downtown Sixth Street. That is not Austin Whole Foods. It was. That it was, was not a, a good bad clientele. To work for, yeah. it, was, it was nice. Um, but they they have if you go into any Lululemon store, I'm pretty sure they still do this. Each employee has a year, five year, and ten year goals that they write out and they put them up in the store. So there's a, a section where there's wall a wall of the employees' goals. And I had just read this post by Josh, and uh, I was like, no goals, I'm done. And I wrote like, be happy, do what I love, move forward, or something like super basic, you know scrap their structure for one year, five year, 10 year, and just wrote that and then put it up. And, uh, it didn't go over too well at Lulu. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they took it down real quick and gave me a talking to, um, cause it was, but I justified it. I gave them, you know, my reasoning and I don't think they put it back up, but they, they didn't make me get in trouble. Um, but so yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's it's that fluidity and i think now like especially with a company you have to make goals and it's but it's not set in stone goals and and i think once again to go back to the ship and i and like the course correct like instead of going towards a destination i don't know where live a great story is going i don't know where zach's going i don't know what life holds but i have a direction i don't have a destination that i'm trying to accomplish or achieve or reach mm-hmm. i have a direction that i'm trying to go and as long as i'm doing the best to just like walk in that direction and understand my direction and move forward towards that direction, then inevitably you're going to flux and flow and get knocked off course. But moving forward towards like an idea is more 
moving it towards a direction rather than like a destination is is a big thing that how I how I vision it. I like that a lot. That kind of reminds me of Start with Why. Seen that? Like I think Simon, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. he has that book of Starting with Why. What do you think about then about like visual? Visual visualization visualizations. How do you say that word? Visualizations. Visualiz- <laughs> oh, You're adding some letters right in now, there, dude. I can't fucking say that word right now. What do you think about that? Because you hear about that a lot. Of like, oh, well, do you want? Let's say for me, for instance, I want you know fifty thousand downloads on my podcast, right? And it's like, okay, keep that in mind of like where you want to get. Like that is the direction and the destination, I guess. And you know, you hear about that a lot of like, well, visualize it, visualize like where you where you see yourself and how does that feel? And I've never really put a bunch of time into that, but I hear that a lot from these, you know, internet people and books and stuff about yeah. seeing that. I mean So I think it's you know, once again, it's not necessarily there's not a right way. I think you have to piece yeah. your strategy together. I've done a lot of that. I you know, especially when I was just turned twenty ish and you know, I had pretty much my dream day written out on a piece of paper. I woke up every morning and I read my dream day and like basically had it memorized. And okay, still, that kind of stuff. Yes, yeah. yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, and and so I've definitely been there. And and like, um, I think it's Napoleon Hill. No, uh, Think and Grow Rich. Napoleon Hill is Napoleon Hill. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a big part of what he talks about. This like the visualization and. And I think, and that's the same with The Secret, and there's a lot of things like that, and Law of Attraction, attraction, everything, and I think it's good, but it's not in stone, and I think maybe a a reoccurring opinion that I have on this is that even though you write down your goals, or you write down those, you know, dreams, or that 50,000, and you, like, believe it, and you visualize it, and you really embody it, um, those can change, and I actually had this conversation, I think, with my sister, my two of my sisters do this. They have like very visualization thing. They have, you know, mantras and and um, affirmations. Re- affirmations, yeah. And so they, uh, and one of them was like, you know, I realized that I don't want this affirmation anymore, and and it and it was it was making me one way, and so I I rewrote my affirmation to more suit where I am now, and uh, that I think that was really interesting because I think that talks about what we're talking about is that it's not necessarily like we want to work on things. And if you like constantly remind yourself that you're like working on this, that you're going to be successful, you're going to be this, like eventually that gets ingrained to you. And then you, what's like the next step after that. Right. So, um, at the time it worked, but then now at a later time, it doesn't work as well and you can change it up. Right. Well, and it's all about, man, like the letting go of, of like what you're getting yourself attached to, of like, you know, easily getting attached to the goal of where you want live a great story or, you know, Whatever it is in our lives, a lot of you know health goals are huge with people. Health goals, your job goals, family, you know, family goals, things like that. And then once you get attached to them, I, I feel like you're right. I think the direction instead of the destination, because the destination can create a lot of stress. I mean, shit, man. There's a metaphor for that in everything, right? Like, the, the, it's the journey, not the destination in life, man. You know what I mean? Like, and that's cliche as fuck. And it's like Keanu Reeves, circa 1994, but it's true. You know, I mean, it creates a lot of stress when you're constantly looking at that goal, and you get so attached to those goals and what you want to do, and when you don't get it, um, it just creates a lot of unnecessary stress. I think. Yeah, it, it can, and and for some some people, it might not. Um, 
I was, yeah, 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 there you go. So I think it's figuring out that and it might work for a little bit. And then after a while it might stop working. Um, I was, the podcast that I was on this morning was with Jeremy. He's the co-founder of uh, CrossFit Central, which is a big CrossFit gym here in Austin. And so going into it, I was thinking about people like, why are you going to go interview at fitness? Like, why, why are you on a fitness podcast or, you know, what does that have to do with live a great story? And then I was thinking about my fitness and where I am with health and fitness right now. And at the beginning of the year, I was like, I need to get back into shape. And it was, it was, I didn't set any goals. I didn't say, you know, I want to go to the gym every day. I want to be able to bench this much. I just said, like, I want to get back into fitness. So I set a direction and I knew that to do that and to move forward in that direction, I just had to show up. And so I started just going to the gym every day. And in the very beginning, it was it was weak and, and I would just show up and Stairmaster run and leave, you know, like 20 minute, I'd go lift some dumbbells and leave. But I did it consistently enough that I got more into it and, and the momentum was rolling and that direction, I was like headed very straight in that direction, uh, more quickly, I guess, in that direction. Where in the beginning, it was just like those half steps, that that building, um, building that habit in that direction. And so now like six months in, I've worked out, you know, pretty, I've been at the gym or I have sweated at least, you know, five days a week, almost every week this year. And, um, you know, it's a big difference and it feels good. Yeah. Oh, yeah dude. I, I feel good. I like, <laughs> I like, I'll, yeah, I like, look good, look good naked. Good. Right. Like, um, I can point. go to, we can go to Barton Springs. I'm not ashamed to take my shirt off. Right. You were so, before? No, no, I've always been pretty fit, but I just didn't make a habit of it. And I would, mm. you know, I'd walk around a lot or I'd ride my bike or I play basketball or, you know, random things. But now it's like, yeah, I, I go to the gym consistently. And if I miss it, then I I can feel it. And it's, but it, it, it took that, it took that consistency with no stress. Like, ah, oh, I didn't go to the gym today. I didn't beat, you know, I didn't. Did you talk shit yourself a little bit when you didn't, when you were able to go? Um, Probably a little bit, not 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 aggressive shit, personal shit talking. Um, That's good. That's a good first step too. You motherfucker! First you cut off your hair. And you missed a day. You missed three gym. days in a row. Yeah, last week I didn't go for three days. I had like a really busy week and something happened. I had like early morning meetings or events and yeah. And, but I, I I just, you know, it's, it's a realization thing and you just got to realize it and make, make, correct it, you know, make a choice and and stand by it. Mm -hmm. You got a little spider friend on your mic. That's what you get for doing that at Oak Tree. Yeah, man. And you know, what's, uh, what's interesting about that too is I've noticed recently that it becomes a negative, a self-perpetuating negative cycle, right? Like a negative feedback loop when you forget to do something or you don't do something, you don't go to the gym that one day, right? Then I start going, ah, oh, dude, you could have had time, but instead you sat and watched TV when you could have been working out. You know, you missed that day, you idiot, like da 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 Then that creates this cycle where you go, I'm talking like from personal experience, where then I go, God, dude, I, just, I don't feel good about myself, so what do I do? Oh. Fuck, oh, dude, I'm just gonna, you know what? I'm just gonna go get some ice cream. You know what I mean? Or oh, I'm gonna go, fuck it, I'm gonna go out with my friends and have some beers. You know what I mean? Or nothing, nothing productive comes out of that. And then, and then you don't work out again. And then you feel shitty about yourself because you didn't work out. And then it becomes this, yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're, there's nowhere to go. You just, I fucking crash. 
And then instead, I'm trying to like, get to that point where the stress-free words, did you miss one day? It's not the end of the world. You, you went six days this week. Just because you missed that one doesn't mean you have to talk shit to yourself because you missed one fucking day. Why don't you talk cool to yourself, talk good to yourself, the six you went? Yeah. But it's just so much easier to talk shit. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's where, like, that's where the affirmations would come into place. Like, yeah, like, maybe you didn't go every day, but you still, you know, it's like the half full, like half empty, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, you missed a day, but shit, you were there six days. Like, you you had a good workout for six days, you know? Um, and then once again, this all just comes back to, like, figuring it out for yourself. Because what works for each of us doesn't work for all of us. Right. And, and there's infinite out, infinite resources out there where people are like, this is how you do, this is the diet, this is how you read, this is how you educate yourself, you know? And, and I think that we just have, like, part of our story is made up of so many other stories. So we get to, the really cool part is that we get to take bits and pieces of what we want and don't want and, like, apply it to our lives. I do think, I agree, I do think we are... With social media and technology, I think we are going too far in the other direction, in the wrong direction. I think one of the main issues right now is we have so many fucking opinions. Think of if you log on to Facebook once a day for 10 minutes and you check your Instagram twice a day and you go on Snapchat. How many fucking opinions and insights you just had to encounter compared to a human 100 years ago? You what? You scroll through your feed and you just saw a hundred people's opinions on politics, relationships, where they're traveling, what to eat, what not to eat. Oh my god, dude! And it's yeah. You you it's. I think we're having a really hard time assimilating all of this information that's being thrown at us and going. I don't even know where I'm at anymore. I don't even know where the fuck did Alex begin and social media start. Yeah, like it's all becoming this clusterfuck where we're all like. I think I want this. I want that. I fucking, that diet's wrong. This diet's right. I, I think it's, we need some type of way to assimilate all of this. That's better than Google. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because I really try not to have opinions on stuff. And I, I also very rarely share like factual opinions that I have. So if I talk about something, I usually try to counter my talk with like, even in my, in the conversation. Like, what do you mean? Give me an example. I just don't really care about a lot of things. I don't really like most of the stuff that we see on Facebook or things like I just it doesn't I don't have an opinion. I, I don't know. Okay, I feel it. Yeah, there's and, a there's definitely a stream of apathy that courses yeah, through a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I and, and I just and 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 I think that I don't I don't, I think that's just mainly for me how I operate. Like I'm I even if I I'm gonna play the devil's advocate. So most people yeah. are are really staunchly uh rooted in their opinions on things and if i can sense that i'm gonna i'm gonna counter that just for the fact that there is a counter and just because you have an opinion doesn't mean your opinion's right and that i think that most these most of us these days have these opinions and we have this outlet to share it through social media um but that's just an opinion and it's not right and there's another right side of it that can be argued just as vehemently as you argue your opinion. And so, um, for that reason, I think that, you know, I just, I, 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 I try not to be opinionated about, I think I have thoughts on things, but 
I also change my mind a lot about things as well. Like I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't know. It's an interesting thing, but I consider myself, I consider myself way less opinionated, way less, like eighty percent less opinionated than most of the people I think that I come across. Eighty percent. Wow. We got yeah. Specific numbers here. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a significant amount, and I don't know if I would like someone to like counter me on that that knows me and be like, no, you're, but um, I just, I, I think that a lot of things are there's more important things to worry about than like what we think about is the best way to do something okay okay yeah that's interesting because i agree I, once again it's like the same thing man except for it's like well fuck i gotta have a strong opinion about something like what what, what do you have a strong opinion about um, i mean are we talking about like what comes to mind politics or are we talking about like life i mean here's a here's an opinion that i have yeah okay go ahead <laughs> The number one accessory that the number one accessory is a scarf. Ninety percent of the time, a scarf is the number one thing that you can add that makes you stand out. Interesting. It's the best accessory to have. Okay, for a guy. Go that route. I'm gonna say my opinion is the most comfortable clothing to wear, even though you get shit on, is flip flops and board shorts. 365, 24-7. I don't own a pair of board shorts. You don't own a pair of board shorts? I rock the Patagonia, oh, the like baggies, the, hybrid, the, the baggies. Like the hybrid short kind of things? They're a, they're a, they're a, they're a four-inch inseam bathing suit. They're called the Patagonia baggies. How they're, Austin of you. They're the, the, shor- the, the, I work out in them, I swim in them. Yeah, they're like the hybrid shorts that you can do anything in. Yeah, those are baller. Those have shorts are baller. I like the okay, net those, though. I like the net. I like, like the, the net. You like the support. I don't I I, I never wear boxers, so okay, I Okay, you I, like the support. I always Okay, now those types of shorts, right? You can jump in the pool, you can get out and chill on the fucking grass. That and flip flops, in my opinion, is an outfit I could wear the rest of my life. Recently I, I yes. copped the Chacos, so yeah, they're they're go. they're epic. Okay, so you're talking about like But those that's so, that's like a, a oh, because that's not even necessarily what we're talking about. I think it's, I don't. Once again, this we is like a about new flip flops and shorts. You're saying that your that opinions. I get what you mean, and I think that is exacerbated by the influx of information and opinions that we're getting. In that we just go fuck it. I don't have an opinion on any of this. That's honestly, I think that that is made worse because there's so many. It's almost getting impossible to have an opinion on the things that we see people are very opinionated on. Food choices, politics, the job you take, whatever. There's so many options and so many opinions on it that that value of an opinion is degrading to the point where it's like, fuck it. Well, yeah, and it's it's your opinion, and and you can have your opinion, but I think you shouldn't, like, that's your singular person's opinion, and... Another person has another opinion, and you don't have to force your opinion on th- over their oh, yeah. opinion. Of course not. Yeah. But I think that's where it happens: is that people get people think that they can convince other people that their opinion's wrong, and that you should adopt their opinion. Yeah, well, I don't think that's true. So I hate board <laughs> shorts, and I'm never gonna wear flip flops, right? No, I hear that. I know it's funny, dudes. I hear from girls all the time, and some guys of like, oh, gross, like guys wearing flip-flops i'm like you that is a wrong opinion like everyone's entitled to their wrong fucking opinion and that is a wrong opinion you gotta let your toes breathe yeah you know? it's important no, that's funny what do you think about you have a company called live a great story my podcast is rewrite the rules live on your own terms da, da, da. 
half of me thinks I'm curious about your opinion on this. You're just you you realize how entitled you are, right? That's like the the critic to what these things that we're doing are. Yeah, that's cool, but that's really for like entitled fucking people that like, oh, live life on your own terms. Rewrite the rules. Well, guess what? You can't rewrite the rules and live a great story when you're in a fucking sweatshop in Bangladesh making t-shirts. What what do you think about that? So, yeah, I I think I think that there's we're talk most of the okay. majority of the people that live a great story talks to and that I think about are third or first world countries. Right. And I think within first world countries, whether you're in the United States, you know, you're in, um, Western Europe, Europe in general, if you're in Asia, in some places, like you have the choice to, you have the autonomy of choice. And I think that that's really what live a great story boils down to is that, Maybe you can't start a business. Maybe you can't be a creative. Maybe you can't like travel all the time and be a blogger or yeah. And maybe you don't want to, maybe, you know, and I think that that's where I think that live a great story talks to a deeper level is that it's not, it's, it's not an entitled thing. I think it's a human thing that bar, you know, like barring slavery and, you know, um, child labor and a lot of the mess of stuff that happens in the world and, genocide and all these things where people are living in fear and like that are totally horrible things like you know but we've never experienced that and so when you know when when live a great story talks to people it's like you live in north dakota like what do you want to do like what do you want your ideal life to be like you can go do that like if you want to be a teacher you want to be a mom you want to be you know you want to be a plumber and on the side like build things with your hands or you know like but it's it's that you get to figure it out and it's up to you and you can't make that difference. And that is not a socioeconomic thing. That's not, you know, a geographical thing, barring like these extreme, you know, 10% of the world or 20% of the world or whatever. Um, well, maybe even more than that, you know, I'm not really sure about that number, but, you know, we can do that. And I think that that's where like, that's the coolest part is when you see people young, old, like all over the world, you know, people reaching out from different backgrounds, different, every like different, 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 different. It's like, that's what live a great story can be is like, Hey, just, just keep doing it. You know, like you can do it, just go do it. Um, so yes, like the, the sweatshop workers and wherever is, is a terrible, um, is a terrible situation and they don't necessarily have that ability to live a great story, but like, I don't know, Victor Frankl, right? Have you read like Man's Search for Meaning? I think is what it is. Like, you know, he was in a, in a, in a concentration camp, like surrounded by death and all this horrible stuff, but it was, you know, his like mental state that made him get through it and that he was able to shape his attitude towards it. And that's like another thing that we're touching on. Like, um, that's a terrible, you know, one of the worst possible places to ever be. But, you know, his outlook is like he had control of his outlook. And I think that, you know, that's one of the foundational aspects of live is that like you have that control and like maybe you've never taken control of it. Maybe you don't know what that looks like, but like as a, you do have that control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great book. That guy's the point one percent, by the way, that's someone that can control his outlook in, in that book in his circumstances. Absolutely, yeah. I'm like, no, nope, there's no way. No, I would have been the first one to like fuck this and like just. I mean, it's that book is unbelievable. That book is unbelievable. 
Um, I was just talking on a, the Navy SEAL that came on a few weeks ago about like how his main thing of the process is the goal in that book. That's a great, that's a fucking fantastic read. I should probably reread that. Yeah, man, I agree because I, I asked you that because I saw a comment on a video, one of your videos online. So I don't know, Facebook or something. And there was some comment from an older person that was like, you know, this entitled generation, da, da, da. And I agree. I mean, I think I go, yes, I would. I, I, I think both sides are right. It's like, yeah, I think we are kind of entitled. We do have a lot of shit that other generations didn't have. There's a lot of opportunity and we can order a car or a person or a food thing to our house with a little device in our pocket. And that's incredible. But on the flip side, it's like, well, then what? What do you expect us to do with all of this? You know, you have to do something. You got to like try and live a great story is like, well, if we have all this stuff, like why shouldn't you go try and live your own version of a great story? Right. And my thing is like, it doesn't matter if it's your job or like your relationship. Right. I've had like a, a polyamorous girl, my friend Jessica on here or your mindset. Right. Whatever it is, it's like you got to like you said, you, you got to rein that in and be like, I want to work in nine to five at IBM married with three kids but i might you know dabble in you know traveling around the country in my van right or want to do this this and this but my wife and i are thinking about being in an open marriage you know but i work a nine to five doing this and this you know it's like okay there's so many options now yeah there's so many options and and once again it's just like taking the bits and pieces and seeing what works best for you and trying not to hurt others in the process you know and and I think that there's always the spinning plates, right? Like our once we think we have it figured out in this one area, the other area collapses, you know, and, and then we build that area up in this area and that area and this area. And, you know, we're constantly piecing together what we need and it changes also as we age and have right. other circumstances. Like what I have, you know, the outlook I have now is very different than if I were to have kids or when I have kids in the future or when I get married, if that happens or whatever happens, it's like that's, you know, those situational things change and, um, once again, it's just like, we have control over all of that. Like, right. I think that we, you know, not necessarily control over everything, but and... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about then, Zach? You don't have any control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you though. You think you want kids by the way? Yeah, man. I, I think You're I'm a freaking right? baller dad. You're 27? 27. Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to get asked that question a lot more now. It's like the late 20s come in. Wow, you want kids? Uh, I think when I'm like 40. I have an awesome family and we have, you know, three. I have three sisters and we're all really tight. And I just, you know, I'm very, very grateful for my family. And they're just awesome and like get to spend a ton of time with them and work with them a bunch and have like really deep conversations about interesting things and business and creativity and life. And, um, I'm super grateful for that. And, and because I, because of that, I think that that makes me want to craft that type of family for myself Mm -hmm. and to, to, you know, be able to give that experience to my children and pass that on so yeah i don't i think it's definitely a ways out and it definitely the age thing comes into play and when i you know when you're 22 25 28 32 those are all very different ages to think about that it is huh yeah it's incredible like the 20 to like 35 i feel like that those 15 years 
when you go from 50 to 65, I'm sure there'll be big changes. But, God, I just feel like in the 20s, they're just the most ever just rapidly changing years. I also don't know any different, so, you know. But even compared to, like, high school, I would say that, like, the 20s, especially the past five years since college, have been the most rapidly changing and evolving years where, like, one year to the next is drastically different. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Where I look at my parents and it's, like, 60 years old and it's like, well, they're still working at the same job and still got three kids and nothing wrong with that. But it's like where I was a year ago is so much different than where I'm at this year. You know Absolutely. I, mean? I think a lot of. And that's, I think that's what's really cool is we like, we exciting. can change. Yeah. Exciting, and dude. you can it's make really, really big changes to your life very yes. quickly. Yeah. And, um, you know, like before 30, everything is, everything is dynamic, right? And, and Why is 30 that age where it's like, I feel like my life is going to end? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, 30 is an interesting one, but I don't, is, I, I don't yeah. think that it's, I don't think it's that much of it. I think especially for guys, it's more maybe 32, 34. I think it gets pushed back a little bit. Girls, I think it's even a little bit younger. I think it's probably like 28 it's through 30. Yeah, I, I think that that, yeah. that, that's a bigger factor. For um sure. Mick Jagger had a kid when he was 73. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. He just had a kid, like... What? Dude, like, in the past six months, he had another kid. I shit you not. I shit you not, dude. What? Yeah. That is... Insane. Yeah, I know, dude. 73. So, yeah, I agree, dude. It's, um... It is different. But, yeah, 30's got that... Well, I recently also talked to someone that, you know, um... It was a a friend's friend, an older friend's friend. And she is like, she had a daughter, she had a kid when she was like 40 something. Right. So it was like definitely like right on the cusp of all of that. And she was like really regretful of that. Right. Because now she's going to be older as her, she, she, there's a way bigger gap between growing up. Right. And like, you know, uh, I think my mom, but my dad was like 40 maybe when, or like 38 or something when he had me, um, and then my mom was like definitely younger, like 27. So there's like a 10 year gap in between them or something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think it, once again, it's, we have, we, you know, there's a situation and we get to craft our opinion about that. Yeah, and like, yeah. how do we feel about it? And like, you can feel shitty that you had a kid late in life or that you had a kid early in life, but you can also embrace it. And like, there's, there are facts that are real and we get to craft our thoughts on those facts and you can have a negative opinion on it or you can have a positive opinion and why would you have a negative opinion on something if you can you know maybe for a little bit but like you have you know that's not that's not moving you forward being like holding you back and thinking regretfully or you know it's like acceptance and you know trusting yourself and trusting that that it is what it is and we can't go back and change things so like that's how it is. Preach, brother, preach. You ever wonder how much? What is that? A rat? Or a, yeah, those are rats. Oh, those! Oh, god! I thought they were squirrels. Oh, those, those are, are pretty na- big rats. They're nasty, dude. <laughs> yeah, everyone listening, there's like I thought those were squirrels. Those are two giant nasty rats at three in the afternoon. <laughs> um, that's kind of nasty. Um. You ever wonder, like, speaking of that, like, why, you know, we're we're having kids late and stuff. You ever wonder where, 
like I was talking about earlier where like social media ends and I began like, you remember like Zach, where's Zach and like, why does Zach want to decide certain things versus like how much of it is an outside influence of the culture? Like, I don't think it's any coincidence that me and you are both late twenties. We have these pretty similar business podcast things, both waiting till mid thirties to have kids. Do you own a house? I don't own a house student debt. I don't know if you have student debt, but I have student debt. There's all these like very, very similar social things that come together where then it's like, well, how much of that is Alex? How much of that is Zach? And how much of that is, we were born, we're millennials. We were born and just the generational and like cultural influences decide that for you. You ever wonder about that? I don't know if there's like a core Alex or Zach. There's you don't like, think so? I think that there, there are aspects of it, but we're constantly being influenced by everything. You know, like, have you ever hung out with someone for an extended period of time, and all of a sudden like you start talking like them yeah. and saying, and like, I've caught myself saying y'all a few times since I got here. I'm yeah, like, I don't even what the. F- when Wait, did I even uh, assimilate that? You'll be when, saying all y'all in no time. When I, yeah, when did I absorb that one? Yeah, and it's good though. It's I was hanging out with a bunch of Australians, and I would I would say like heaps and like all these other. And I was like, this Mate, is crazy. Yeah. Made and like uh, birds. Yeah, what they call girls birds? Probably. Like, <laughs> they have some um, great ones. Though. They do. They, they have some good lines, slang. Um, they have way better slang than we do. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so much better. Got to get that accent. Um, but I think that we're. You asked how much of it is us and how much of it is social media driven or external Just, I mean, factor. Like cultural, like, cultural. You know, our parents were having kids younger. Now we're having it older. Do I really want that, or is it just because that is the way I, the, the world I grew up in? It's probably a combo of both. But it's just I find it very interesting to think about. Yeah, who's Zach? Who's Alex? And how much of this is the constant battle between yourself versus outside influences? Well, I think a big part of that is, um, focusing on that, um, digesting that. So I've recently started like journaling again, right? Mm-hmm. Or or writing letters and stuff like. That. And, and so it's it's and I've done it. I've journaled forever. And it's a way for me to like get my thoughts out and meditating and things like, you know, it's like, yeah, like if you watch a bunch of one show, then most likely you're going to think more like that show. It's going to heavily impact you. Like I listen to a shit ton of rap music, right? So I know that rap music definitely impact influences how I think about stuff and things like that. Um, but it's still like that paired with this other side of me that has like all these other influences from the beginning of time yeah. that have. And so, and I think a cool part of it is that we get to, I think I said this earlier, like we get to pick and choose parts of things that we want. So it's like, this is, I like this then you can mm-hmm. be more things like that. And you know, us being like a quarter of the way through our lives, you know, we've picked up a lot of things that we've liked and not liked. And we've been able to craft these personas or ideas or like mm-hmm. selves out of like this dude was really cool like I really liked this guy and I liked like his like the way he talked and his attitude and his thoughts and 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 um you're gonna steal a little bit of that or like this 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 book that you read from this dude that is long gone right like right but this philosophy like the stoics or you know um jack kerouac like is a i for sure on the road and dharma, dharma bums my favorite and, book yeah and um electric kool-aid acid test like those book those three books for sure had a massive influence on yeah. like how i write and how i think and like this fluidity uh and so yeah like 
and then I can I can kind of pick and and like look at things and be like I'm probably like this because of this. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a con. It is a constant daily process of dropping things that you realize you don't need anymore and picking the ones up that you do. Yeah, and that's it. And sometimes it's conscious, sometimes it's not, and yeah. like. Well, that's the where unconscious ones, yeah. That's when you get in the trouble. Sometimes you pick those things up. You don't know where they came from, or you don't know that you're doing it. In, like they're a blind spot. Yeah, exactly. That's where things get real tricky, huh? Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And and yeah, for sure. And that that goes back to maybe like the very beginning of this conversation where, um, that uh, when we get in these routines of stuff, we have like curated statements and things that are like focus on portraying us one way but they are the good way that we are and and maybe the way that we want to be perceived but maybe not necessarily 100 percent how we are Mm -hmm. and so then when you can get past that and you actually are like have to think on your feet and you're not reciting a scripted Mm -hmm. line and you have to like you know you say something and people are like whoa like and you they'll they'll like check you. So I went out with this girl the other day and we were, I was like from the start of it, I was like, Hey, I don't want to do the scripted shit. Like let's let's pass all this. Let's basically it was the first time I had brought this up, the initial conversation that we had today. Um I was like, I wanna go different this is way a date? with it. Like this is yeah. the first date. Kind yeah. Of thing? Okay. And we kinda knew each other a little bit and but okay. yeah, it was it was kind of awesome. a first date. And um What happened? It it I I ended up saying a lot of things and like she would check me on stuff and it was like really interesting because I like purposefully brought up things I don't talk about a lot or like what? Like, can you remember like a line or like, I'm just, that's pretty. One specifically that stole, that stood out that like, I've always been very good. I have like a very natural, um, propensity for things. Like I'm just like off the bat, pretty good at most of the things I try, especially sports and like social and things like I'm just, good at stuff and so i think i said like yeah i'm pretty much good at everything i do right and like (laughs) and it's and she like was like whoa i was super caught you know and 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 i didn't mean it like that but that's definitely like a part like i've so why did you decide to say that it was just in the flow of the conversation and talking about like i mean i played sports forever and i've always that's what you honestly feel about yourself yeah i mean i have a very like i can pretty much not and, and this is mainly in my sphere so let's say right. if i were to sing i'm terrible at singing i'm terrible at no, instruments yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm terrible i'm just at more stuff. curious about like in the context of why you said that's because you honestly felt like oh, yeah i think stuff. that a and lot I, of the things i've I just picked things up really quickly okay, yeah, and yeah. i'm like and so she and she just checked me she's like that was like a soup basically said like you're a cocky asshole like yeah. why would you you and know what, and what did you say and i was and, and, and i hadn't i've said that a lot and i but i haven't been in that situation where it gave me like this immediate feedback like oh yeah like I think that, but that's probably not the way to say that. And like, um, I definitely have like a cocky side and like, I have like, you know, and I don't like to portray that. I don't like, I don't like that side. Like, but, um, it brought that out and it was interesting. And just like, it it slipped out. Like I wasn't, I wasn't like trying to be like, you know, like on a date, like trying to like impress her. I was just talking. Uh-huh. It was like a very fluid chat. So, um, yeah. Interesting. So how'd that date turn out? How'd it end? Similar, like basic. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, just like, overall, that that little experiment. It was good. It yeah, was cool. it was really cool, and and that and was you were just doing same things you normally wouldn't, or just basically this, like okay. how we started this conversation. That was the first step where it's like I'm fed up with this like 
this recitation yeah let's just talk about stuff yeah. and like let's go places that we don't often go and yeah. and you know it definitely was a unique for both of us right, you know right, like right, i right. like i'm gonna dive deep and like push buttons and ask questions that maybe are uncomfortable and and you get to know someone in a cool way and um it was a cool step and and so a lot of what we're talking about today and like that what we started talking about initially, like I'm still trying to figure out how to better apply that in real life, like in, in, and be able to be like more engaging and like ask people better stuff, but not like in a vault, like making people feel vulnerable, but just right. making people feel like inquisitive right. or like introspective about stuff. Right. Um, in a comfortable and comfortable way that, um, in a comfortable, unfamiliar way. Just walk around telling everyone that you're, Really good at shit. <laughs> hey, hey, Bart Springs. Hey, I'm Jack. I, th- I think I'm really good at like pretty much everything. You guys want to hang out? No, dude. All right, cool, man. Well, um, it's been 50 minutes. We'll wrap it up. Tell everyone how they can find Live a Great Story. You're coming to Philly. You're coming to San Diego. You're in San Diego. You don't even live in Austin. Yep, just live in here. San Diego. Okay, Come so hang out. Tell us about where to find it. Uh, live a the, great story, everything, everywhere. So liveagreatstory.com. If you want to say hi, the best places to say hi are Instagram for sure. So at live a great story. If you want to kind of see what live a great story is all about, you can scroll through the hashtag of live a great story. Um, but yeah, just find it and say hi and say, I found you through the podcast. And, um, I think the best step, if you really want to know what live a great story is about is grab inspiration kit from our site. So it has like stickers and buttons. Mm-hmm. And those are the coolest things. I mean, they're they're really magic. Alice has got the the sticker on the back of his phone. So I've has that. You got the sticker on the back of your phone, yeah. and it looks like it's well worn. So it's been there for a little bit. Yeah. So uh, have well, you what, have you have any do you have any cool stories around that sticker? Um, it's cool because I've had since I'm in Austin, I've had a few people just go, "Oh, cool! Like the Little Great Story thing. I've seen that around town." And I'm like. Yeah, it's actually like my buddy Zach, who I just met. Like he gave this to me, and they're like, "Oh wait, there's like a there's a there's a person behind that." I'm like, "Yeah, this guy Zach. He's like twenty like twenty something years old. Like puts it up all over town." So it's a cool uh, conversation starter. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the coolest part, and yeah. and it's you know they're they're pretty cheap. I mean, we don't they're they're pretty basic price. But the Instagram so. is cool. I do like the Instagram a lot, man. You guys go to cool places. You have some cool pictures up there with the live a great story. And like a lot of things on Instagram, you gotta you you choose the way that the information that comes in. You choose things like Live a Great Story. You choose things like The Rock, for instance. Choose people like The Rock. Choose Live a Great Story. Scroll through your Instagram feed. Get some fucking motivation. Get some inspiration instead of some deterioration. There you go. I like that. That's good. Didn't it rhymed. Steal, didn't mean to steal your thunder there. <laughs> <laughs> Run with it. All right, brother. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll post this and. Get people over to the site, and then Philly and San Diego, right? So you got to think Philly and San Diego. San Diego probably and over by the time I post this, but Philly's coming up. Philly's coming up in July, yeah, and then meet up and yeah, meet up, and and you know we're looking at new spots. So kind of on the horizon is Miami and Nashville and Denver, and uh, in Austin we have the three year anniversary party for Live a Great Story in July. So like the end of July, I think it's July twenty second. Uh, we just confirmed the date, so that's going to be a big party. If you're in Austin, come kick it. And, um, yeah, just say hi and, yeah, just do your thing. Keep moving forward and keep spreading inspiration. All right, bro. Sounds good. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, buddy. Much love, everybody. Later.
Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Zach is awesome. Make sure and go check out livergreatstory.com or his Instagram, which has some really badass shots. Uh, go over to Panda Planner if you guys want to get some really cool way to organize your day and month and lives and everything that we are all trying to accomplish. And as always, you know, click the subscribe button. Um, shoot me an email at alexalexstar.com. Let me know what you liked, what you didn't. Um, I've been hearing from a lot more of you lately, and it means the world to me. I really love uh, hearing from each and every one of you. Um, so tell your friends if you're enjoying it. And besides that, much love. Uh, let's all be grateful that we're not in Houston or, you know, send our our ways of helping out to those uh, people in need. And I hope you have a badass week and I will see you guys soon.